Hey, sous chefs, and welcome back to another installment here at the Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. I'm Cardiff Dawn. And today is another segment we like to call basically just having anybody on the show that's funnier than us. But we have another comedian, and we hope that you guys enjoy. We also want to continue to thank everybody who's tuned in and, you know, listening to the show thus far. We do see y'all, and we want to just start off the show by saying we appreciate y'all. And we continue to um, strive to be the best that we can be. We love the feedback we get from y'all. We love the, the love that we receive. And, yeah, so stay tuned, and we'll have a lot more like, coming you know, this, this season. We didn't tell the joke after we got our feelings hurt. But yeah. <laughs> right, most definitely. <laughs> We're gonna leave the comedy to the comedians. <laughs> Cause apparently, you know, we ain't too funny, but it's okay, it's okay. We all funny in our own way. But <laughs> um, which brings us to the guest we have today. Uh, and if you'd like to introduce yourself, that would be great. How's everybody out there doing? This is comedian Marlon Ballard checking in with y'all. Thank y'all for having me on your show. Thank you for uh, making time for us in your busy schedule. Uh, busy? I wouldn't say all that now, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so how are you dealing with uh, COVID and everything? Um, I'm I'm sick of this. Can I cuss? Oh yeah, well, sure. yeah, most definitely. Okay, yeah, I'm sick of this shit. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm over it. Like I'm tired of being in the house. Like I feel like I'm in jail. Like I feel like an R. Kelly victim. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> R. Kelly Robert victim. Kelly. <laughs> I feel that. I, I can't house. go outside. We can't. We got. I got to live by rules. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I see how his victims felt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. It's, it just. It makes the year just seem longer than what it is. Because really, if you think about it, the year has gone. You know, it's gone by pretty fast. But it's just like. With the pandemic and it's just like a lot of people some people may not still be working some people slowly getting back into it but it's like it feels forced you know what i'm saying it's like hey they trying to you know force the normalcy yeah it's it's, it's different it's, it's like um yeah it's it's like the, the, like you said, this year went by fast. Like I'm, I'm I turned 29 this year. Back right. in year <laughs> I, feel I feel that. Like yeah, I'm like, like 34 now. Yeah, I feel 34 too. And I'm nowhere near. Happy belated, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> early 20s. Yeah, like it just feels like yeah, yeah. We early 20s. It just feel like ugh, I feel like I'm in this routine. I do this. Like you said, we follow the rules. It's just like it's draining. It's, it really is. I'm ready to step back out. I'm ready for things to try and go back to normal if if it can right. it's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> like i don't think so because i feel like even when maybe the vaccines get pushed out i just feel like anytime anybody cough like, <laughs> you know i'm i'm just like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i need you to back up i'll back tell you up. what a stimulus check and make everybody forget about this uh did you get one the, the first go around i didn't get the first one so I, I got mine it's just like it's just like it didn't last long i'm like Everybody else seemed like they got more than me because they started buying fireworks and, you know, getting all this bullshit. I'm like, where are y'all getting all these fireworks from? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, we just gonna, we gonna keep our fingers crossed on that one. But, um, so, you know, getting get into your career, um, what got you into comedy? Um, I, I always, you know, watched comedy growing up, like from a kid, because, you know, I was raised in a single parent home. I mean, both of my parents were in my life, but I was pretty much raised, you know, by TV. I was watching, you know, Def Jam and Eddie Murphy movies, Beavis and Butthead and Living Color. So I grew up watching all that. And then I just, you know, became a class clown because, you know, to keep from getting picked on. 
So <laughs> I had to be the funny kid in class to, you know, have friends. So that led up to me, you know, continuing to do that, getting suspended every day, all that during high school. And then I moved to Atlanta to go to school. And then um, I met Shantae Wayans, uh, which is Marlon Sean's, it's their niece. So she was out here doing comedy shows and, you know, I went to go check her out. And ever since then, you know, we've been tight. So she was like, yo, you know what? You funny. You know, you should try stand up. Ever since she said that, I've been on stage. <laughs> that's dope. That That's dope. And if a Wayans tell you you're funny, then I'm, you're, pretty, you're pretty funny. Exactly. You need to get your ass on that right. stage. And um, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, This year is my eighth year. You mentioned uh, Eddie Murphy earlier. What's uh your favorite? My favorite Eddie Murphy movie? Man, uh. I would, it's it's a it's a tie. Like I love coming to America and I love the Nutty Professor. Now, which one could you watch over and over with no repeats? Cause that's how you're gonna know which one it is. Oh man. I'ma probably have to go with Coming to America. Okay, and, and what's your favorite scene out of Coming to America? Oh, of course, sexual chocolate. Of course, sexual chocolate. I love that. <laughs> what about favorite stand-ups that he's done? Um, yeah, Eddie. Eddie only got what two two stand-ups, and that's Raw and Delirious. Um, I love Delirious. Like that. That's the one that I can. Yeah, Delirious has to be my number yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that word for word and everything. But like, definitely, like Eddie. I'm his movies really got me. You know, made me look at him like, yo, that's that's the goat right there. So what kind of comedy would you say that you do? I know it's like different types. Um, I'm pretty much like observational, you know. Um, I look at what's around or what's happening, you know, right now in life or whatever's happening in the room at the time. And I, I pick on that. So I'm really not a storyteller per se, but I, I'm definitely going to, you know, address the elephant in the room if there is one. Where do you get your um, like your inspiration for your uh, jokes? Where they come from? Um, the past like couple years, I've been writing. Like I just get on social media and look at everybody, what everybody's talking about, what what's happening now, what's the new trend that's going on. That's been my motivation the past couple years. But now I'm starting to go back to you know the basics and talking about you know myself, what I'm going through, you know my son, yeah dating and all that and I, so i'm really just going back to the basics at this point that was gonna lead me to my next question because i was gonna say a lot of you know older cats are in the stand-up comedy game you know they are kind of to learning how to maneuver within the social media world and you know most of them would say that it's kind of a, a little bit of a burden because, you know, most of them, like they say, sometimes your ex switches up. So like you were saying that now you're going back to the basics and, you know, just talking about things that go on with yourself and your everyday life type of thing. So I was going to say that social media helps you in your way because it's like you're in tune, you're younger. It's like you you can find that inspiration just to see what's trending because it's always something. Like, social media is wild. But, it, <laughs> like, it, but with that... With that, I have to stay away from a lot of stuff because, you know, it's I'm not the only one, you know, pulling, you know, material from social yeah. media. 
because you're going to be one of 12 comics on the same show talking about the same thing. So it's, it's little particular stuff I pick out, but it's not, I don't, you know, fully use yeah. it, but I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's dope. Like, I, I can do something with this and then I'll, you know, put it in my, put my little twist on it. So, um, yeah, I don't, like, it's, it's particular stuff that like I can, that stuff that I've been through that I can talk about. I can't talk about nothing that I've been through because it's, it's not going to go over well. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I feel that. Uh, did we go over like where you no, were from? No, um, I'm actually from Lorain, Ohio. That's a little city outside of Cleveland. You know, I still say it's Cleveland because okay. it's close enough. You know, I, and also, I don't feel like explaining where it is. So people going to have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Period. But no, Lorain, Ohio. It's, it's, it's right out. It's like right outside of Cleveland. That? Far, like, like far, really far west side, please. Somebody from there, or maybe I heard it before. And you said you came down to Atlanta. Uh, I came, school, I came school. out here because, um, you know, I, I wanted to. I really just chose to go to college to get out the house and live on my own. So I really didn't have a plan. So I'm like, hmm, I can do criminal justice. It sounds easy. So I came out here and, and you know, attempted to do a, a degree in criminal justice at a school called Chattahoochee Tech. It's in uh, Marietta, Georgia, and. During that time, I had to, you know, I started doing comedy. So I was going to school, you know, doing shows. And I think I made my first, you know, little $50 off of uh, a show. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this school. Fuck them. (laughs) And I started going, you know, doing more shows. And I just stopped going to school because I'm like, it was it was a waste of time. I didn't want to do it. Like, I I didn't like high school. So I'm like, I'm in college now. I'm going to do the same thing I was doing in high school. I'm going to start skipping class. I'm not going to do the work, so I'm going to just, you know, save my time and save their time and just not go. I feel that. I I remember, you know, Wildin' Out, and I remember when Wildin' Out started, and they, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember oh, yeah, that absolutely. my school, because I just recently graduated uh, college, and they... They brought some of the cast members a while now. And I just remember that was just, that was just a real dope experience. And I was just like, I was like, man, I could consider doing comedy. But then I was like, nah, <laughs> like, now, now, like. Now, when you say when Wildin' Out started, you talking about like when Wildin' Out started in like 05? Or you talking about when they first brought it back with Carlos and all them? Nah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the OG, but I'm talking about, well, hey, of course, Cat. when. Right. Yeah, right. Well, of course. Uh, we had like the, you know, the Carlos and everything when they came, but yeah, I'm talking about the Cat OG. William. Like honestly, I like the original and I like the newer, but you know the original definitely it just hit different. The original, that's the one I wanted to get on, and then like when they started, you know, doing the auditions when they started to bring it back, you know, it kind of changed. I'm like, damn, I wanted to be with you know Afion and Cat, Leonard Robinson and all them. That's who I wanted to be with. So I'm like, damn, it's kind of different now, like more so shifted towards you know social media comics and and you know that's that's not my forte either social media comedians yeah because right. they was pulling people from vine yeah and instagram and everything yeah youtube exactly so if cat i mean not cat was if wilding out wasn't in the current situation that it was in i would i would i would, I would definitely take advantage on. and get on wilding out now it's so much talent on that show like they like every. I had to probably fight somebody at the end of every episode because they just play too much right now. <laughs> between between DC and Carlos and Chico, I'm like, oh yeah, I had to fight all of y'all after the show because y'all play entirely too much. 
it, oh yeah for sure they they probably played the exactly. rehearsals but, but but I can I can I definitely hold my get, own. How to though. get work done for real? So was comedy? Did it like always kind of like come natural to you, or did you like find yourself like really sitting down practicing writing jokes? Like, do you write down all your jokes, or do they you like just come off the? Dome Honestly, like I've tried to sit down and write jokes, but it's hard because it feels like homework. I already I told you I don't like school, so I'm like, yeah. you know what? So right now I I go on stage and I I'll say stuff. And whatever gets laughs, I remember and I just save it. Like, I just, you know, I'll write down a little note or I'll just remember what I said from the laughter. And I've been doing that for the past, what, seven years. So did you um, did you ever experience like, you know, stage fright, shyness? Oh, still to this day. Like every time before I go on stage, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous because I'm like, damn, you, you never know what crowd you're going to get. You right. never know. So when you go on there, it could be, you know, ratchet crowd, like grown and sexy. It could be a crowd full of rednecks. Hey. Like you never know. What are the best strategies for memorizing involve memorizing your um your jokes? Best strategies for memorizing? I I memorize it just just by laughter. And like it is like since the quarantine happened, like I have forgot a lot of my material because like the show stopped. So Thank God I have, you know, video recordings of me performing my set. So that helps me, you know, remember my jokes sometimes. I watch it before I go on stage like, oh, yeah, I, I did used to do that one. And I'll see how I did it. And I'm like, OK, I remember now. And I go up there and do it. Have you ever found yourself in a, like a situation on stage where you're just like awkwardly quiet or do you ever get booed or anything? OK, I've never been booed, but honestly, Getting the silent treatment is worse than getting booed. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah, definitely, because that means you're not For even sure. worth my booze. When you start hearing people eating over your jokes, and you're like, "Damn, they eating kind of loud." All I hear is silverware hitting the plate. Like, you're doing <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, damn, y'all ain't, like I rather I rather you just boo me. I rather that. Right, I was thinking like when it's just like real quiet, it's just like oh, like that's the <laughs> right, that's the tension right there. So how do you like work around? You that? said how how do I work around that? Um, um, pretty much the only way to come back from getting you know booed is to just just address it. Like okay, y'all, I ain't shit today. All right, I get y'all that, and just you know address the elephant in the room. Then you're gonna get your last. They're gonna be like, all right, at least he know, you know. <laughs> so like when you're performing, how would you uh how would you incorporate like the people in the crowd into your like into your performance? Um, see, when I go on stage, I don't, you know, I don't go on stage, you know, to, to you know, pick people out the crowd, um, per se. Like, I, I go on with my jokes, but if something is happening where, like, you have to talk about it, then I'll be like, okay, I can do something with you and just talk about them in a friendly manner. Like, I don't go to shows that demean people because, you know, people are sensitive now. Um, you don't want anybody running on stage and then trying to attack you because, you know, they don't, they don't search people. Yeah, they don't search people going to the comedy clubs. When was the last time you went to a show and they, they searched your bag unless you was going to a Phillips arena or something? So pretty much, you don't know who in there got a gun, who in there got felonies and all that. You just need to be careful. You can't talk about everybody. Oh, most definitely. We are living in a sensitive era. Have any of your comedic performances been um, harshly criticized? Not really. Um, I never heard any harsh criticisms over my shows. You know, um, you know, I, I hang around a lot of vets on the scene. So, you know, if I need to tighten up somewhere, they'll be like, hey, yo, say it like this. 
or do it like this and then that'll make your set better so i never had to you know go through any harsh criticism because if i feel like i don't do well enough on a show i'm gonna be hard on myself and i'm gonna come home and stay in the house and write for about a week and then come back out and be like all right i'm ready and i i redeem myself right could you and i want to circle back you was talking about you know how you hung around shantae wayne so what's that oh, energy great like? positive energy like she um She's still hands on with me to this day. Um, we talked the other day, you know, caught up. She, um, you know, helped me get over my, you know, stage fright because, you know, I was so nervous, like going on stage. At first, I was so nervous that like my hands would get cold and like I'd be shaking. She like, it's okay, you know, have a set list. Don't worry about the people you hear. You here for you. Don't worry about them. You here for you. And, you know, it's all positive energy. You know, me and her have been tight through the years because, you know, you know, when people meet a Wayans, you start asking about the other Wayans. You're like, oh, where's Sean? Where's Marlon? Where's Keenan? And with her, I never did that. Because I'm like, you know what? That's my friend. And, you know, you, if I'm cool with her, I'm sure eventually, you know, they'll come around. And, you know, I'm not really pressed right. to meet them. I'm like, because Shantae's my friend first and foremost. But I, I have um, met the other members of her family and you know they they are all comedians all of them so if you come around them you best be on your feet especially around marley that's the one man so goofy <laughs> man he is a goofball love it the whole family I, I, I did a i did a show with him in january and you know me i'm a retro type of person so you know i had on felis you know a little retro shirt and he went on instagram live and talked about my shoes and started saying i wore lesbian sneakers and all this and <laughs> to this day people come up to me like yo what's up lesbian sneakers i'm like bro y'all gotta get over that like this this is old let me live <laughs> wow <laughs> not the lesbian sneakers not the lesbian sneakers. Yeah, he said I had on, was, I had on lesbian was, sneakers and stud jeans. I'm like, oh, come on now. Oh. <laughs> Yo. That is crazy. You're just a regular LGBT supporter. But I'll tell you what, if, if he if he doesn't roast you, then that means, you know, he, he really ain't feeling you. So if he starts talking about you, he likes you. Hey, that's, what, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. So... Just getting into like your tour life. How has tour life been to you? Um, you talking about now or the whole time? Um, just yeah, I guess over the course of your career. Um, eight years doing stand. I started touring probably yeah three years into doing stand up. So um, with that came a lot of you know jealousy from the peers because they're like, no, I've been doing this you know longer than you. How you get to go on tour before me type stuff, but. I would like I went on tour and, and learned, you know, the ropes of the industry. So I started touring with uh, Brandon T. Jackson. He took me under his wing and I started featuring, you know, oh. writing his jokes. I still do to this day. Me and him are tight. Best friends. We're good. Um, yeah, he took me on the road with him from a, from a, my three years in. And ever since then, me and him been tight. You know, we've been hit city to city. You know, we're brothers. You know, we've. We've, you know, we love each other. You know, we fought each other before. So, <laughs> man, I for I'm ashamed to say this, but I forgot about Brandon T. Jackson. I ain't seen him since uh, Big Mamas. Yeah, yeah, he 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 uh, pretty much has been you know under the radar, you know, for the past you know couple years. You know, I try to get him out the house, but you know he's been so reclusive. You know, he be 
Yeah. Don't be running to do stuff. Yeah. Shit, he got uh what? Four kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nothing nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well yeah, that's pretty dope though. And what's your favorite oh, city to go um, on tour in? It's between either DC or LA. Okay, why you say that? I can believe but, it. Washington DC, I, I love I that place them. because I love being in like cities like that. Like it's the people that like that's the type of people I'm used to. Like they they're a little mean, but I'm used to that. So I'm like, okay, I can relate. You know, I, I have my days, so on a bad day I can relate to all these people. Uh, it's just the the environment, the feeling. Those people out there, like when they mess with you, they mess with you hard. So I really like I love the DC area, DC, Baltimore, and Virginia. Love them. Then when I go to LA, it's just like. It's like, uh, Mama, I made it. Like, you've seen Hollywood, the Hollywood sign, the beaches. It looked like a postcard. Like, when you get to L.A., you're like, damn, this looks like, you know, how it look on TV. It's exactly how it looks. And I love the people. Um, I hate the traffic. That's the only thing I hate about L.A. I hate the traffic. It's terrible. But it's a, it's a great city, you know, to, you know, sightsee, you know, look at all the famous, you know, billboards and people. It's just, it's a, it's a good motivation thing for me because I'm like one day I want to be on one of these billboards I just feel like with DC when it comes to their comedy shows and their energy is always a vibe I learned that from watching like stand up back in the day yeah DC know, um, like you, you gotta bring it when it, like that's this that's one city you have to bring it like if you can't go there with no half ass you know jokes you have to bring it because those people they like alright you know, we will boo you them in Memphis you cannot go to Memphis and play around because Here's the thing about Memphis crowds. They are funny too. So if you start getting heckled, you're going to lose. Yeah, DC going to hurt your feeling. DC, Memphis, and probably, probably oh, yeah. Chicago. Oh, yeah, uh, Jersey. I haven't did Jersey yet, but I heard Jersey is very harsh. Yeah, them Jersey's mean too. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because it's cold. But I'm fucking mean. <laughs> All right, blame it on the weather. No, Jersey is like the uh, that's like the first place you hit before you get to New York. So you know how New Yorkers can be. So anything around New York, like Philly, Jersey, all that, yeah, they they mean too. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Baltimore just gonna kill you. That's the wire right there. So how did your how did your family react when you told them that you were you know you wanted to be a comedian? Um, at first I didn't tell them. Um, they knew I was hanging with Shantae. They thought I was just hanging with her, you know, just because, you know, we were cool. But when I first got on stage, they was like, oh, boy, we don't know if he's funny or not, because I'm really quiet, you know, when it's just me. And, you know, I'm, I'm very quiet. I keep to myself. So, like, if you didn't know me, you wouldn't know I was a stand-up comedian until you got to, like, really know me. And then I start opening up my sense of humor. But... My family, you know, they was they were supportive, but they were also cautious. They was like, all right, we got to see you first before we start saying that, you know, my cousin or my nephew do comedy. So we got to see you first. So when I did my first show in Cleveland with um, Atheon Crockett, my family came and they was like, yo, you are funny. OK, now we can, you know, we could publicly claim you and say that you're a comedian. <laughs> Dang, now they're just going to act like nothing happened. I know, right? But they, they got a free show. So I'm like, y'all better. I'll let y'all in free. And y'all got to meet Atheon. Y'all better laugh. <laughs> crazy that you brought up that you were shy because like I hear a lot you know off screen like when comedians are off screen and off stage and stuff like they're typically you know the loner type more reserved. some of them 
and it's like the complete opposite of what you see on yeah, stage. Yeah, some of them. Some of them don't know how to turn it off, you know, when they get on stage. You be like, all right, you know, you ain't on stage no more. Shut it down. Like, take a break. Now. <laughs> Relax. See, when I met um, Martin Lawrence, when people see Martin, they they think of this TV show. They think he's like, what's up? And all that all day. No, Martin is actually very, very quiet. He's very soft-spoken. You know, he ain't going to say much. But I, that that surprised me because when I saw him, I'm like, okay, he's full of energy. And then when we got backstage, I'm like, oh, okay, he's either winding down, like he's super quiet, and that that kind of threw me off. But I'm like, you know what? Everybody can't be on all the time. I'm like, shit, this is his relaxed time, so I understand that. So we not just gonna breeze past that when he say you met Martin Lawrence. What was that like outside of you know him? Um, I, I had went to a um a show when he he was doing his comeback. And um, I had, you know, came up on backstage passes. I believe it was from his manager. And, you know, he was like, hey, you're a comedian. You want to meet Martin? And I went back there and, like, got to meet him. You talked to him for about a good, you know, five minutes. Uh, Tommy was back there, you know, RIP Tommy. You know, we lost Tommy a couple years ago. Um, Man, you made yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Joe. was um he, he was very active, you know, on the comedy scene because he, he used to always, you know, either host or be at comedy shows. So I remember when I met Tommy, I did this, I forgot what joke I was doing, but all of a sudden I heard from the back, ha, ha, ha. I was like, yo, that can't be Tommy. Can't be. And it was Tommy. I'm like, yo, that laugh has like that was his actual laugh. He he really laughed like that. I'm like, okay, I got his approval, so that means I'm funny. We good. Man. You met Tommy. You met Martin. You, you friends with Shante. Yeah, I've I've, I've met a um a, a good handful of people, man. I, I I also toured with Carl Payne, Cole from Martin. He does he does stand up comedy. I've never seen a Carl Payne stand up show. I have seen him in other shows. Oh yeah, oh, he, he, he's he's funny. He's funny. I was gonna say within like you know you haven't been in the game that long, but you know within this short amount of time, it just seemed like. You, you're moving at a great pace, like making those connections, networking, doing your material. Like you don't hate the job. You love the job. Like you, it's you just um, how I got far to, in my opinion, is I minded my business. I, I listened, you know, to the veterans and I was never too loud about what I was doing because a lot of, you know, new comics, you know, they travel in packs. You know, they have a clique or a crew or anything. When Usually when you see me, I'm by myself. So that's how I usually, you know, get to where I need to be because I, I look very non-threatening. I mean, I'm going to say I'm very non-threatening on camera, but I, I am. <laughs> but I look non-threatening. I wear glasses, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slim. So they're like, oh, he means no harm, you know. And then I come up and I talk to people. They're like, okay, you mean well. All right, here's my contact, you know. Let's, you know, let's take a pic for the gram, you know, and then, you know, I'll see you later. So you mentioned, you know, just learning and, you know, doing your own thing from like, you know, vets in the game. What would, what's, what's some advice that you would give to people trying to break into the, the comedy um, game? My advice is like breaking into the comedy game is easy. Like in this day and age, cause you can go viral with one video on Instagram right now. And, you know, comedy clubs start calling you when, because you, they look at you like, okay, this guy can put, you know, asses in seats. He can definitely fill up my club. That's and that's pretty much what clubs want to book. They want to, they don't care if you're funny. They want to put asses in seats. If you can sell out that club, they're gonna book you. They're gonna put your name in lights, and they're gonna have, you know, 
the real comedians opening up for that person because they know that person can't, you know, be that funny by themselves. So my advice to y'all is, you know, stay true to yourself. You know, be funny. Don't take the craft for granted. Like, do it for the right reasons. You know, it's, it's, people do it for certain reasons. Some people just want money. Some people want the fame and some people actually love it. And I'm one of those people that actually love it because if it was for if if I was doing this for the money, I would have quit a long time ago because we, we don't make nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so how has that been? You know, the stereotypical, you know, you know, musicians, comedians, anything in the entertainment business, you ain't going to see your money till you know, years ahead. So like, how's that been? Well, with, 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 to, with, to me, with comics and poets, like we're probably the, the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, you know, like the entertainment thing, because, you know, it, we're so easily accessible. Like it's, it's millions of us comics, you know, poets. So they can, if I say no to a show, there's 300 other comics. They can be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So, you know, it, and we lowball each other, which is not good. And that kind of hurt the game from when I started up until now. It's like they hurt the game, like lowballing each other. So that's why people feel like they don't have to pay us that much. Because if I say I'm going to do a show for, if I charge somebody $500 to do, you know, an hour, and then it's another person that's going to come after me like, oh, he charged you $500? All right, how about this? I'll do I'll do 30 minutes and you pay me $300. How's that sound? And then whoever making the deal, they're like, oh, you know what? That's a better deal. All right, we're going to book you. So that's why we, you know, the bottom of the barrel. Shoot, I only make three hundred dollars and thirty minutes on my job, so oh, it's, it's, I'm uh, in the wrong job. If you could see how much these people were making, like certain, I seen what certain people make, and I'm like, damn, you got it good, <laughs> you got it real good. Could I tell Joe for eight hours? Tell me about it. I I've been offered, um, you know, I've been paid, you know, what six hundred dollars to do what fifteen minutes before. I'm like, yo, this is it, okay. So, so imagine, imagine what people like, you know, Country Wayne and Jess Hilarious and DC are making. Imagine what they're making. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Right. For some of them to not it's, be funny. Exactly. And, and, if, and, if, and if you look at, you know, people like Carlos and DC, they have multiple sources of income because Carlos is on his own solo tour. Yeah, they, yeah, they exactly. got the 85 South Exactly. Show. So they, they their bag is big. They they, they they sitting on a bag right now. Multiple ones. Well, hey, you win some, you lose some. So if you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing right now in life? Just ordinary. Oh, wow. Um, Growing up, you know, I, I you know wanted to be, like, it's a couple jobs I wanted to do. I wanted to be a marine biologist, you know, study, you know, the ocean, animals and all that good stuff until they was like, yo, you got to get in the water with a dolphin. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not doing that. I don't I don't even know what these things do in water, and I can't barely swim, so I'm not doing that. So <laughs> um, another one, I wanted to be a meteorologist. I wanted to, you know, be the guy on the Weather Channel telling you about the eight on the eights and the dew points and the barometers. I wanted to do that, and I also wanted to, you know, drive trains. I wanted to be a train conductor. So I would be doing probably one of those if I wasn't, you know, doing stand-up comedy. Them some, them all stable careers too. <laughs> Shoot, marine biologist. Trying that or that that or something like the, I, I love the solar system. You know, I was I was I was a little nerd growing up, so I studied you know 
I said, oh, you you a science kid. Yeah, I was I was that kid. You know, I can I can turn to Discovery Channel and watch how it's made or something for hours and be like, yo, like I know a lot about animals and machinery and all that. So if I wouldn't do a stand-up, you know, I'd be doing, you know, something along that line. Well, for somebody if somebody even in like school, that's a lot of school. It is a lot of schooling. <laughs> So how did you get from science to um, criminal justice? Because criminal justice didn't require that many credits to graduate. So, of course, I'm going to take the easy route. So I'm like, okay, this don't require that many. And I don't need to take a foreign language because I never took a foreign language. Because, you know, I, I went to school in Georgia, Augusta, Georgia. So, you know, how this school system is. So <laughs> they just be graduating anybody. And when I made, when they gave me my diploma, I'm like, damn, y'all just graduating anybody, ain't y'all? I didn't do no homework my whole senior year. <laughs> And it's not, it's, and it's not, it's not because I wasn't, you know, smart. Like I was smart. I just hated doing the work. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. It's just like, I didn't want to do the work. I felt, it was, I felt like it was pointless. I'm going respectfully to ask you to get off the Richmond County school system. That's all man, I'm saying. Hey, hey, man. No, <laughs> I, I, well, I graduated from Columbia County, so I can't even say nothing about Richmond. Right. Oh, that's a whole nother school system there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Columbia County school graduated me. <laughs> Well, we can't have that conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, 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 we it's it's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's all good. Augusta, Augusta has been good to me. You know, I, I still got people there I mess with. I go back and visit every now and then. Small world. Yeah, so it is. from Augusta or you No, um, I'm actually a military brat. So I lived all up and down the East Coast. So, I, yeah, I oh, lived Fort in uh, Maine. I lived in... Virginia, Georgia, Alabama, Memphis, a um, couple places, man. We lived in the same Park. places. I lived in Maine. I, I was in Brunswick. In Brunswick. Wow, small. I went to um, I went to I went to uh, Coffin Elementary. I was four, so I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. And I lived in Virginia, um, Newport News, Virginia Beach, and Hampton. Yeah, so your, your folks were Navy. Yeah, yeah, Navy. Yep, that was, yep. That's how that was my mom. Place. Yep, we lived in Brunswick for three years, man. I, damn, I I haven't talked to nobody that lived in Brunswick for years. I'm like, yo, is there nobody that goes Me neither. Especially a person of color. Like, I was, hey, I was the only them. black kid in my class. Like, damn near the whole school. Yeah, I was the only black kid at daycare, but hey. <laughs> but we did find a black church, like, Two out, two or three hours away. So, see, we had to go to church on base, so that sucked. Uh, we had, we just got off the point of living on base, and so. But I tell, I tell you what, Brunswick is probably one of the like one of the best places I've ever lived. Like as far as like being quiet and serene, and like I, I love, I loved it up there. Like if I ever retire, I'm retiring there. Yeah, it was quiet, but I don't really remember. I just, I just thought it was cold. White every day, cause it's snow. I love all, all four seasons, so as long as I get a white Christmas, I'm happy. Yeah, and then I lived in Virginia, and then my my family's just from Richland County, so just how that happened. No military. When I moved to Virginia, it, it kind of threw me off, cause I still saw people walk around with finger waves. I'm like, damn, y'all still got the Missy Elliotts out here? Shit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Not the finger waves. They had finger waves. Like I'm like, y'all got finger waves. Yo, okay, okay. <laughs> it's the '90s in this bitch. 
I remember this stuff, a conversation we was having the other day. We were talking about how, you know, you go up like up north, you know, people up north where anything, you know, is different. But like down here in Atlanta, you get you'll get joned off wearing like Abercrombie and you know, air postal and stuff. But I was like, you go up there, they wearing stuff like that, they wearing whatever. See, see, here's like, here's yeah, here's the culture different. shock thing. Cause I went straight from yeah, I went straight from right. through, I went from Brunswick, Maine straight to memphis tennessee so imagine what the fuck happened when i got to memphis got ate up that's what happened you got ate up not good i was wearing jean jackets and long socks up in maine with sketcher shoes as soon as i touched down in memphis i got off that bus they was like boy bring your ass here come here come here i'm like oh man and they roasted me every day every single day yeah I that ate up. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the like you said, does that coaching? It, it, it that and that. And I give I give Memphis credit. Like they made me, you know, have the sense of humor that I had because I'm like, yo, like that's where I started having to defend myself. I'm like, okay, I I can't be getting picked on every day. I like I got to be here for four years. Like I got to make these motherfuckers like me so they can get off of me. And you know, I started you know snapping back at them, and I I got their respect after a while. So I was happy after that. Since you're so quick on your feet and like entertain people, let's do a quick would you rather game before we wrap this up. You down for that? All right. Would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? I would rather know how I'm going to die. You want to really, you really want to know how? Like, I don't know about that. You ain't seen your final destination. <laughs> Right. I'd rather know when. I, yeah, I'd, rather know I, when. I'd rather know how so I can avoid it. <laughs> nah, if you see you find a destination, you know it don't work like that. You can't cheat that yeah, now. They say a tree's going to kill me. I would never go near another tree again. I swear to God. <laughs> That'd be interesting because <laughs> trees is all around. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, we'll see Yo, about that. I'll go right to New York. <laughs> Then you got a Christmas tree, uh, y'all. That would be something if a Christmas tree took you out. Like, not even a real tree for like a. I'd be pissed. Little tinsel. I'd be tree. so pissed. I'd be tight. <laughs> All right, I got one. So, <clears throat> would you rather spend one night with your most hated ex or live on the street? I can, I can stay one. I can stay one night with my most hated ex. I can. I belong to the streets. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, that's one night versus the streets street ooh, and it's getting cold because I mean, like, to me like that. it won't be torture for me it'll be more so be torture for her you ain't that is season, true so. i guess that's i guess that's the loophole i guess i guess it is but really that <laughs> that one night gonna kill you right. is it it's, it's kill not because i'm not gonna be the one suffering she is right but then, boom there you got it <laughs> there you go she hey she the one cheated gonna, not me so i get to rub that in her face for the rest of the night Would you rather work for a boss you hate but make good money or work for a boss that you love? Shit, I work for a boss I hate who makes more money now. So, I mean, shit, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna make that money. That's money. Shit, we all, hey, we all hate our bosses money. at the end of the day. So, you might as well just make that good money. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is that is really true. Who likes their boss and all that? Right? I'm about to say, I don't even, I don't even know my boss. I'm out of work. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even know who my thank, boss hey, is. Thank God. All right. So, would you rather jump out of a moving car or go over? Uh, uh, damn. 
No, they both suck, you said, right? <laughs> you said jump over Niagara Falls in the what? So you jump out of a moving car or go over Niagara Falls in a barrel, a wooden barrel. Yeah, I'd rather jump out of a moving car. Yeah, I'm taking that car too. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like water, and I heard that I heard the water in Niagara Falls was super cold, and I ain't trying to deal with that. It's the rapids, yeah. That's too much. I can't, I can't swim. So in right. that barrel, ain't gonna hold me forever. All right, we're gonna hit okay. you with two more. All right, so would you rather eat all your meals off the ground or eat your meals with, with my hands? hands? That's a pretty easy one. I would say, yeah, that one's pretty easy. All right. Would you rather go blind young but always have a full head of hair or go bald young but never lose I'm your I'm bald sight? now and got glasses on, so uh, you know the answer to that. <laughs> uh... Well... In our turn, let me pick another one. One more. Would you rather lick your your best friend's foot or uh, let a stranger I lick mean, your foot? Either one is not bad, but I'd rather a stranger lick my foot because I'm not licking nobody's damn foot. Exactly right. That's the obvious choice. Like you don't have to actually do the licking if you get a stranger. Exactly, but I got a lot of I got a lot of cute female friends, so I lick their feet. <laughs> Ah. I ain't, I'm not big on feet, so I'm doing how to get that stranger. Right, I ain't big on feet. <laughs> not, not, not over here. Not over here. I don't care how cute your toes are. Well, hey, I don't know if you're single, but it look like you're trying to sound like you're trying to shoot your uh, shot uh, on the yeah, show. So share uh, this to them when it drops. Maybe, maybe it'll I'm work shooting out shots all year, all all year. All year, okay. Seth Curry with it. <laughs> well, you hear that, ladies? If you got, hear that, ladies? If you got cute feet. He's the one. <laughs> hey, hey, don't be, hey, don't be soliciting my feet licking. I ain't say I was gonna do it to everybody. <laughs> oh, you say if you special? Yeah, if you special, I lick your feet. <laughs> so what he's saying is, shoot your toes in his DM, and y'all go from there. So. Give me Instagram and your social so they know where to see those toe pictures. Hey, I don't want to see no toe pictures in my on my Instagram account, but y'all can follow me everywhere at Marlin Comedy. M-A-R-L-A-N Comedy. All one word. Spell my name right. Otherwise, you ain't going to find me. So it's just Twitter, Instagram, Christian Mingle, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, what else? Yeah, also, yeah, that's that's me. All right, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Marlin Comedy. Follow him. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another exciting edition here at the Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. I'm Cardia the Dawn. And this has been the Melting, Melting Pot. Pot. Why the man pot say they all that though? Here we go. Okay, 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 okay.